Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. We are here to do a mailbag bag episode. I am Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. What announcements do we have to make? The big announcement is that the Ruins uh, recap that many people love will be here on Sunday. We plan to record then. So you either have it late Sunday night, depending on where you live, or Monday morning. And then for next week, we still need to do a little bit of planning about that. Trace mentioned on Discord that, wait, did we get an announcement about All-Stars 3s, or did you say that we should be getting one sometime soon? I, I didn't say anything about that. That was other people. Um, I, I am hearing, uh, after I saw that, I decided to do some poking around. A trailer is imminent, but I can't give you a day. So my hunch is, is that All-Stars 3 is going to start airing in March. So we will probably start seeing promos kick off around the next week or two um somebody posted the rumor that it's supposed to kick off the same week as survivor and i'm hearing that that's probably pretty accurate <laughs> i mean we could do like a whole 45 minutes on just that alone right like wh- why do they do that well it actually Dude, makes perfect insane. sense in this case because like survivor is going to air on wednesday and survivor or, and then all stars 3 is going to air on thursday so you use from a conversational standpoint that like I would I think it split up. Like I think that makes so much more sense. It's like you didn't want to bump it up a little or like kind of like move it around a little so you don't like you're you're yeah, like you're literally running the entire time survivors gonna run because survivors 13 weeks and then this is gonna be 10 weeks. Ten, right? probably, probably, yeah. So you will never have a week where your audience isn't somewhat cannibalized. It's, it's very strange. I mean, the, the, the hope, obviously, is, of course, they announced it like a, a halftime Super Bowl commercial as the week at West before <laughs> screaming at each other uh, in between the Bengals-Rams game. You know what? It's not as far-fetched as you think that the challenge could be glimpsed at the Super Bowl because I'm hearing Paramount Plus has bought ad time. So you might get, like, a second and a half of the challenge during the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, well, you know how they used to have that commercial where they'd all walk up that mountain for mm-hmm. Paramount? Plus, I just yeah. just throw you know Johnny West and CT on the mountain. That's all we need. With and our luck, it'll they, be John A and MJ. When, when they initially did they that commercial, the mountain trace, they will want to put them there. At the time when they initially did that commercial, I, we didn't know that the challenge would be as part of Paramount Plus as it's become. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't think we knew that it, they would uh, even be no, releasing I, episodes. We knew that they'd have all the seasons up there. I don't think we knew that when we didn't Paramount know Plus that first originally we found out later on and then well, we definitely didn't think there would be an all-stars on it <laughs> that's for they were sure. all on cbs all access already and paramount plus is really just rebranded mm. access they even kept rob's correct on. it was on cbs all access you're yeah. right I, I don't i don't think we knew that or at least i didn't think it was literally gonna be <laughs> cbs all access i at the time i didn't know it was literally well, gonna thought, be the same thing I with didn't... like different different images over it i know it was like cbs all access was becoming paramount plus but i was like i thought it was gonna be more of a change than it was i mean it literally yeah. nothing outside of the all they basically like, did was reskin it and add a bunch of movies they, they didn't even like add add new profile images like i can't pick mm-hmm. like nelson as my profile picture so it's very disappointing <laughs> yeah i i talked with a guy at cbs who was <clears throat> maybe like one or two, two steps removed from the cto so someone really high level at ct uh, at cbs and he pretty much said it's exactly the same. There's no difference. Mm-hmm. So, all right. We have a lot of questions. Uh, so wait, before we do that, though, we mentioned the ruins. The only way you're going to get that is if you're a Patreon. So if you're listening to this, you're not a Patreon. You can go ahead and listen to, I think it's the first two episodes of the ruins. And the third one is the one we're recording Sunday. So the ruins will eventually make its way to the public feed, but it will be months from now. So if you want to hear it now, sign up four bucks a month. Patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles. There we go. All right. So we got messages through Patreon, Discord, uh, all over the place. Everyone that uh, responded, thank you. Some of these, I don't know, we may have to make this a two-parter uh, just because of how many we got. We'll see, we'll see how this goes. We'll start this off. Uh, first one from Injury Bug on Patreon. Who would each of you consider the most underappreciated character? in the history of the show underappreciated character that's a good question that's a really good question um <clears throat> hmm 
these things are always so hard for me just because I feel like so much of it's just depending on how you view how regular people appreciate people. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I would agree. I would uh, I would say that we, there's a male and a female cast member that immediately came to mind. The male cast member that is way underappreciated is Danny Jameson. That's not even uh, a contest there. The amount Trace, of laughter getting, and entertainment getting, that I have endured from him is so high. And people just like to make fun of him. And it is fun to make fun of is him. Is Danny Jameson like secretly Trace's boss? So he has to suck up to him every show to make sure nothing. Uh, I can't, gonna, he can't afford me. He, he, he can't I was going to. I was gonna say, Trace, you're gonna do your boy like that live on the podcast. You're gonna you're gonna do that to Kehoe. <laughs> I mean, he's not under uh, anymore because of uh, Trace's glowing admiration for him. It's really built up the visibility he's given him. Yeah, I, I don't know. No, Danny, is... Danny was is to me the most underappreciated character because he was never going to win anything at the time. But the entertainment factor of him on your TV is always high. And I don't think we realized we missed him until he was gone. So th- this is a question that I have. Who who would you say that the collective three of us are much higher on than maybe some other people are? As a care Th- than the general public is. Hmm. Well, we have I, either like our own favorites, like the Ayanas and the Arissas of the world. Um, Kina, I know Trace and I really pop. Oh, Kina, yeah. Oh, I want her on All Stars, please. I don't know. That's a tough one. We may yeah, have to come back to this couple. one. I think Lori, I don't know if she's really underappreciated on the channel. She's someone who I always wish we got to see more of, though, after she was on, uh, she was only on Sexist 2. Um, Sexist one. 1. Excuse me, yeah. Which is such a weird season, but I really enjoyed her when she was on that. So that's somebody who I would, at least would have wished would have been on more. Yeah. The other one that I think is underappreciated is uh, Noah from Real World or Road Rules Northern Trail, who was on the first, uh, the the second season of the challenge. He was just always really funny and engaging, loved to party. He never actually competed uh, on a season after that season two. So we never got a chance to see what he could do in like a com- competition type version of the challenge. So to me, he's underappreciated because he could have been, to me, he he had the type of personality. He was a nicer version of Kenny before there was Kenny. Okay. That's a, uh, awful, we can uh, We can think about these a little bit more, if anything else pops into our mind. Uh, this next one is also from Injury Bug on Patreon. Considering the three of you also cover Survivor, is there anything from Survivor you'd want to see implemented on the challenge? Uh, we've talked about a couple of this a couple of times. It kind of just comes up. Um, I think at this point, I think almost just the organization of Survivor would be something that could be used on the challenge. Just like keeping everything in line. You mean competent production? Is that yeah, is that like, an option? <laughs> like at the, at the very least, if things completely break down, it doesn't leak out from Survivor like it does on the challenge. Sure. It's very, like, they've had some fuck-ups. Don't get me wrong. They, mm-hmm. they yeah. definitely screwed some stuff up, but nowhere near the same level as the challenge, right? Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't hear people come away from Survivor talking about the Survivor pr- production staff the same way that they talk about the challenge production staff. And it's, it's also not, to, it's not only just that the blunders aren't, like, as big, they're also not as many. Like, with the challenge, it seems like it's, like, every other episode sometimes that there's something strange going on. And the difference with Survivor is that it's very rare that something is completely broken, right? Where it just didn't work. Whereas that's the main difference with the challenge, right? It's just something went wrong that they didn't expect that could have been planned for. Mm-hmm. Survivor is a much more polished product than the challenge. I, I, part of it too is just the overall, like, like on Survivor, the challenges are important, but they're far from the meat of the bone, the like meat of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Whereas the challenge is different, and like if Survivor had a, a challenge that was unfair or imbalanced in some fashion, that wouldn't be disastrous for the product. For the challenge, if that happens, that's your main thing. So that's a much bigger issue at that point. So they do have somewhat of an advantage there, but I still think that if they could just be a little bit have the buttoned up and like things are actually working correctly, things are relatively um, there's relative equity amongst um, how things are set up for different cast members. It's not just feeling like you're watching something that's just a formality. I think that would all be good. 
Yeah. I think the other thing they could do is they could do advantages, but hide them around the house. That would be, I think that would be, I, I would say at least try it. Right. Try that it. could be fun. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know if it would work. Can you see is... CT and his ninja gear, like running around the house in the dark, trying to find an advantage in the house. Like that would be like those kinds of things where you could build, and you can even make the advantage something silly, like for the next day's challenge, um, you're already 10% ahead of the rest of the field or something like that. And maybe there's one super advantage that's really well hidden that like gives you free immunity at, um, at uh, elimination. And if you use it, you get to pick your replacement, like something like that once a season, like just, I think that it's doable and there are ways to weave it in not the stupid grenade stuff that really meant nothing except for in the final reckoning final where it kind of ruined someone's ability to win. I don't like advantages in the final. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think one of the just general parts of survivor that I wish they would do on the challenge is it feels like survivor just tries a lot more things, right? They'll just try something. If it works, you know, like great. If it doesn't work, they'll never do it again. Right. Uh, the challenge will try, I feel like, large overall structural changes to the format of the show, but it's very rare that you see subtle chances at the margins to, to see if that can improve the overall product. And also always so poorly thought out. Like it's, I think the, another thing, too, is it feels like Survivor actually tests and demos the things that they're about to implement before they actually implement it. They actually see, okay, how is this going to play out? And how, if we bring in people actually know what they're taught doing, how is this going to look a couple steps down the line where the challenge doesn't do that? They're like, oh, let's throw in skulls. This didn't work this season. Let's try a little change here and then try it again. And then they don't actually seem to ever demo anything off time. I would agree. Yeah. All right. Next question from Michael H. on Patreon. Rob, starting from season 10, Inferno 2, where do you rank DSA slash SLA? Uh, starting from season 10. So if I was basically just taking Inferno 2 to now, where would double, double agents class as an hour's fall? Correct. Um, I, I do think I would actually do really want to do a re-ranking of our seasons like we did that one time. We did that a while ago now. We have a different level of audience, so I do want to do that. I think in my head, they'd be bottom middle seasons. Like they'd be not at the absolute back end, but below average. Yeah. yeah, I would say SLA is definitely a rung above Final Reckoning and Vendettas, which are at the bottom of the barrel for me. And Double Agents is, I mean, we're talking from 10 to 37, so we're talking 27 seasons. Double Agents is probably in that 20 to 21 range. All right, we had another question for Rob here. Uh MPH has another question, but I'll read this one because this one's directed at Rod too. <laughs> I'm really glad we don't uh, screen these beforehand. Uh, this question is, is for Rod, specifically his dating life. Rob, do you have a special someone in your life? Are you into girls, guys, maybe some of both? People are dying to know. As the Challenge Universe's unofficial, unofficial sex symbol, can we expect an OnlyFans coming from you in the near future? <laughs> Okay, so, um, so do you want to take this from the top, <laughs> top going down, or what do you want to do? We'll say <laughs> OnlyFans. I am very heterosexual, and then I am currently not seeing anybody. So that's, oh, that's nope. There you go, ladies, ladies of Discord. So we, so we can't do like a bundle of your OnlyFans with a subscription no, to our Patreon. We not give thirty five percent off the OnlyFans with the uh, Patreon subscription. Yeah, the, the problem is, is Rob's OnlyFans is just him playing basketball. So, uh, you know. All right. Uh, MPH's second second question: What is each of your picks for most impressive elimination by either an individual or pair? I feel like we had one of these recently, right, where someone lost in an elimination, but they performed admirably well. Mm-hmm. What was it? Have been a loss? Was that question or? It, it could it, it could have been in a win or loss, just most okay. impressive elimination. I definitely think the one that doesn't get talked about enough, which is odd because he's such a contention point in the challenge universe, is Kara's win over Naya on free agents. I mean, Naya's like twice her size, and they're doing a, just the tug of war, like wage elimination. 
And it's it's an elimination I don't even like because I find it to be usually pretty imbalanced. But I mean, she put like the effort she puts into that I think is incredible to watch. So I, that's that's my vote for most impressive single elimination from somebody. What are some other ones that you can think of off the top? Uh, of Let's brainstorm here. Fresh Meat Two when he beats Edwin and Luke when Carly is like barely there. That's another. That's a good one. one. That's a good one. I would say Jasmine and John A beating Sarah and Teresa, or not Teresa, Sarah and Caitlin on Rivals One, because I would never have picked them to win that with it being a puzzle. Or dude, how can we Easy and Hasella beating Nehemiah and Ken? That's the I shocking mean, come one. Hasella literally rips her knee up, lays on the ground, and she and Easy somehow beat Kendall and um was it who was it that Kendall was paired with? Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Like just shocking. I mean, just, also like either of Alton's wins on Capture the Flag and Gauntlet too, where he's like of the thing. Yeah. Like I mean, that's just crazy to watch. Like he could have spotted Adam a six second head start and still smoked him. Yeah. I, I think I that might be it for me to be honest. Yeah. Either one of those. I think Darrell beating Zach on Invasion Two is another really impressive one to watch, just because I feel like people didn't know what they were getting with Darrell at that point. It's been so long since he's been on the show; mm-hmm. people were kind of expecting him to just show up like anybody else who had been on for a while, maybe not be that impressive. But I mean, he beats Zach in pole wrestling. Zach's huge. Yeah, and Darrell absolutely dusts in both rounds. Yeah. Like it's not even close. Invasion is one of those hidden gem of a seasons that, if the format had been tweaked just slightly, it might have been the best season ever. Like it was that close. I think there were, yeah, there were a couple of things that should have been changed. I do think with what we got to, like we get Darrell versus Zach, we get both the um, not so fast eliminations, so Camilla versus Laurel and CT versus uh, Darrell. Those are both really fun to watch. Even like Darrell yeah. versus Johnny and uh, Balls, Balls in. in. All but, of those eliminations for the yeah. champions, except for the Ashley elimination, were very good. Yeah. Can you uh can you pause the recording real quick? My dog's like shaking. I don't know if he needs to like go outside or something. So yeah, for me personally, I think it's probably the Alton one. I, I remember the first time that I saw Alton going up the cargo net against, I think the first time it was against Danny, I believe. Uh it looked like he was walking up the net. He was moving so quickly. Mm-hmm. What else? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if there's been any by CT. Well, I mean, we could say CT against Bananas, right? I, I think that would be the public pick. The backpack. Uh, yeah. That is impressive. I give it that. It feels like he's just so much bigger than him, right? This well, one. Like Tori versus Jenny on War of the Worlds, too. That's a good one. I think that's good. Why, that's don't, pretty you, good. why don't you like that one? I just, I need to rewatch War of the Worlds, too. I only watched it when it aired. That 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 whole season, other than Benedict Laurel, I haven't seen anything else since it aired. Um huh. This one might be a shocking hot take. I was really impressed by Kyle's elimination win over Josh on Spies, Lies, and Allies. Like that was a freaking exhausting long form elimination with the ropes that they were doing. And I, I significantly disagree. You significantly disagree, <laughs> which is why it's a hot take. But like he beat Josh by one plank in like an agility endurance competition. And Josh, like, can barely put uh I just mean from the the aspect of like that elimination was completely and utterly exhausting, like just completely. I, don't, I, uh, I was somewhat disappointed by his performance in that, to be honest. I think he should beat Josh by more. Josh seems like he, if like, I feel like if Josh does like the drunk test, you know, when, when the guy has you walk straight in the line. He Josh couldn't even do it sober. Not walk straight in the line. Like it, it, there's just. All right. Touche. I, I, I stand he, by my he, he said some things, but that was not his close at all. And Kyle barely beat him. Yeah, well, I stand by it, but you're free to disagree. All right, this next one is from Philip on Patreon. We always typically talk about the bust when it comes to certain cast members on the show from a game and entertainment perspective. Who is someone that you had little expectations for on the show or thought uh, were going to be bad from a game and entertainment perspective that turned out to be good? Uh, I have a an immediate reaction to this one. I, and I think... Steve Minky, dude. Like, I mean, holy cow, oh, from this last season. I, think, I had yeah, two people. Returns from All-Stars would have to be it, right? Like, Steve Minky, Hasella, Ayana, I don't know if we had low, like, I think we thought she'd do stuff. I don't know if we, we didn't think she would do this good, no. right? I think for I think for Steve Minky, a lot of us thought to ourselves, why is he here? Why did yeah. they cast this guy? And he came on the show, and not only was he good from an entertainment perspective, 
he shook up at the house, right? He was yeah, he, he was got kind Derek of, K eliminated essentially. He had an entire episode that pretty much revolved around him, where he was the mastermind of episode X, whatever it was. I think it was four, no, three or four. four. Um, the other name that came to mind was Melinda. Like I had zero expectations for her because of how poorly she'd done in previous challenges. And for her to like actually earn her way to the final, winning a couple day, winning a daily challenge. Like if you had told me Melinda was going to win a daily challenge in a pair, I would have been shocked. So like she definitely shocked me this past year on All Stars. Um, for them, the main the, show. Yeah, that's what I'm rookies that have been come on recently. You've been surprised that's, by? or even veterans that showed up and like outkicked their coverage. The, yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's difficult because. I haven't really enjoyed any of the people on the show recently, right? I, I don't know if there's, like, what what rookie has come on that's really kind of well, you look like us. Michelle and like the survivor rookies who came on. You said they superseded. Yeah, but they performed exactly Not how really. I expected them to. Like, I didn't I mean, expect them to like light the world on fire. Um, like, really, what did Michelle do when she was on the show? Oh, I mean, she won a couple of eliminations. She was involved tactically got into a couple confrontations like honestly i i would get a big signature moment but it at the time at the time when invasion aired i did not think ashley was going to turn into the character that she has and that she would win invasion and be a force on the show like i really didn't like i thought she was one of those like one or two season and done type cast members just based on what i saw from her real world season and she surpassed expectations for me someone could probably like the all-time answer to this is probably cara maria right because she was on how many seasons was she on where she was pretty much essentially a different character altogether yeah you could make the argument that from she was not she was gone episode one of fresh meat two on cutthroat they edited her to be the liability of the team from laurel standpoint but she you know finished the the final when others didn't rivals i guess she was with laurel so a lot of people said she rode laurel's coattails on that season it really wasn't until Rivals free two. agents that she started to really get respect okay, rivals too there was the impression she was kind of carried by cook i don't know if that's accurate if you go back and watch that season but i think between that and free agents is when she really has her um blow up and then becomes an actual like a, at the end of free agents i think you'd be hard pressed to say she wasn't one of the three best women yeah by free agent yeah. she'd earned respect but that's what i mean if he yeah. if you were someone watching cutthroat right if you had just watched cutthroat and then at the end of Cutthroat, someone came to you and said, she's going to be one of the three best women on the show in a few years. You would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, it, it wouldn't be very believable. Yeah. Um, and so she had had a long track record of being kind of whatever, right? She definitely provided a little bit from a house drama perspective, but what she turned into from a physical competitor and an entertainment perspective, I think definitely outsized how she started. I mean, well, if we're just looking at someone who like, as a veteran eventually became something they like better than they were before i mean johnny and kenny would also yeah yeah kenny especially yeah like i mean johnny wasn't like neither of them were considered that much i mean johnny's voted out on gauntlet three and then he doesn't really become when the ruins he wins the season but it feels like there's still a kind of a pathway where he's not the chief competitor until really like cutthroat rival just when he becomes yeah. like the chief competitor we, we will talk about johnny on our ruins thing because we got more information from an interview and i don't want to spoil the ruins episode so i want to go i want to save that but yeah you're absolutely right it wasn't until after the ruins that johnny banana started to really become a force on the show and like kenny i mean remember on inferno 3 when everyone's talking about how bad kenny is for part of the season mm-hmm. And he was considered. He and Tina were considered a terrible team on Fresh Meat. Yeah. Um. He got eliminated on the duel pretty soundly. Okay. Is there anyone else that kind of fits more in line with? I was trying to think of a rookie who came on and this. You kind of have to give this a mulligan because of the season itself. But freaking Frank on Battle of the Seasons, like I would have never like. Honestly, I had not seen their real world season, but they were the newest cast members like real world San Diego Two had finished airing 
And somehow Frank is the political godfather of the Battle of the Seasons. I mean, everybody just did what San Diego wanted to do. And he was able to basically run the show. And even though he was kind of a jerk in that process, I mean, he still, like, I had no idea who he was when that season started, but I was ready to see him back as soon as that season was over. I have never seen a rookie come in, become the dominant political person in the house, win the season, and stir up so much controversy in the process. Okay, this next one is from Paul. He says, given how the show is now 18 to 20 episodes, 90 minutes long, what older season would you guys like to have, like most to have aired that way? Obviously would have been a lot more of the house drama shenanigans, and this would require them to film with no off days as old seasons sometimes have. None so of them. Sex, sex is one, right? I mean, None of them, honestly. Uh, I don't know if I buy that. I think World of the Worlds 1, I actually would have liked to have gotten a bit more of the content that was there. There's always those things that people talk about that we missed from that season. Um, what about Inferno 2? I was actually thinking in my brain Inferno 2 or Inferno 1 would be great for that because there was so many fights and there was some really good daily missions that could have been expanded a little bit more. I don't think the format for that show would work with that. Yeah, it's... There- it's- you you would really there's not an elimination there's well yeah i don't know how you would have to do it well they were 22 minute episodes back then so like they would do 20 episodes that were 22 minutes so there there are just some episodes from those earlier seasons where it literally feels like you just fly directly through it right it starts and then before you know it it's over because there's so much that they try and cram into 22 minutes with the constraints that they had yeah if anything, I would say I don't want 90-minute episodes. If it was the one-hour show and you still gave me 18 one-hour episodes of Inferno 2, I would have been very happy because it would have allowed room for some stuff to breathe a little bit. I definitely yeah, feel like, like that's... Rivals 2, Rivals 1. And I don't even like Rivals 1 as much as other people do. But I think you just need something that has a ton of content and then a format that would flow with that. I don't know if it's really difficult to make a good product that's a 90 minute episode every week. I think, I, I think that's kind of what we've seen is just that they don't have enough content to be able to, be able to make it work. Right. Well, they don't have a good enough cast to provide that content is a lot of the issue. Like if you take the free agents cast and put them in that situation with 90 minutes, I think you get a better product. If you take the, the ruins cast, cast if you take a lot of these other casts, it works. But when you have, the the biggest issue with the show we talked about it right now are the smackters you know they're there to get social media following they're not there to play the game and win and a lot of people show up not even knowing what game they're playing like i'm not against them branching out to other shows i'm not against them um casting people we've never heard of i just want them to cast people that actually show up to play the game the problem is is a lot of the rookies nowadays aren't there to play the game I think if they restructured some of the format of how it was aired and like gave us some more like shit they should have shown type stuff in the mix of some of these episodes, I think that they'd be able to sustain it better. Yeah. Because apparently yeah, we missed tons of hookups on Spies, Lies, and Allies that yeah. occurred. I don't think we got any from Bettina. And there was like seven different ones that came out after the show. Yeah. We, we, we missed so much. I mean, even in that one, remember that Instagram Live that Amanda did? Was it an Instagram Live or I don't remember what platform she put it out on, but she pretty much, in the Instagram Live that she talked about, she probably provided enough content for like four episodes, mm-hmm. right? I yeah. mean, <laughs> it's just, and that's the thing, we don't know what they're leaving on the cutting room floor, right? That they, they could have enough content to be able to do a good 90 minute episode they're just not doing it right now i just think so much of it that they spend so much time on this like the setup of each scene and the in between making it stuff like a movie type shots you know what i mean where yeah when they're walking into the wherever the tribunal or whatever the discussion point is it takes like eight minutes for them to just like set the scene of it it's like we we don't need to spending that much time on this we've already seen this for 16 episodes just show them sitting down and starting the deliberation yeah, all right Next one from Paul. He says, BMP calls up each of you individually and on the spot asks you for one man and one woman you never want to see again. They are banned from the show forever. Who are you saying? Yes, Devin, just one each. No trace. Don't say Ryan Keogh to try and 
and do some reverse psychology bullshit. I wouldn't because he's actually a decent cast member. I don't think he's the greatest competitor in the world, but he's a good cast member, so I wouldn't do that to him. Um, hmm. I really wouldn't have anybody for this. I don't have the same vitriol towards so much of the cast. Have to, I have an easy one, one on female. I, that's an easy one, Emmy. Now, the cast might like her. Watching her on TV was like nails on a chalkboard. I couldn't do it. I think that's a really good pick. Rob, you have to pick two. Um, I'm literally just looking at the cast of Spies, Eyes, and Allies, too. That's the, <laughs> that's the only reference point that I need. I would probably say Corey for the guys. No, I think he's fine. Dude, I mean, I that's think your he's opinion, but I get it. I'd... I just never want to see him again. Like, he's been on so many times. His storyline's so played out. I, I what he's he's never I don't, I don't know if he I think he's like a real threat to win at this point anymore he's fine physically in some certain circumstances but as far as his ability to win a final I think he's just so limited that it would take something like we saw in all-stars right where it's really just kind of a coin flip about like who wins for him to take it home but if like Johnny is not on total madness or if CT is not on either of the past two seasons he probably wins at least one of them if he's not on either of the last two seasons, what like do you if mean? he's not what on is... Double Agents or Spies, Lies, and Allies, Corey he, might. He win. goes, he goes home episode thirteen in Spies, Lies, and Allies. Well, I meant more. Double, I mean, a Double Agents, he makes the final and he gets second. Does he get second? Yeah, he and Cam get second, and he got basically second on Total Madness as well. He beat Johnny. Was he, was he even close to Johnny though? Yeah, like we've we've talked about. He this just about- missed the math problem. Johnny finished the math problem, and Johnny was already up the hill. And at that point, the final was over. He beat Johnny the first day, which is a better final than most of the other finals that they've done recently. Just the first day of Total Madness. <laughs> That's true. The first I, day of Total feel, Madness is pretty good. I feel like we've talked about the Total Madness final like a hundred times. Because well, yeah, I, I I don't I think you could. My thing is you just always zero in on him. I don't think he. I think he's better than a lot of the other people. I do too. I'd rather see Corey than a lot of other people. Yeah. Um, I mean, for male cast members, maybe Nelson. Um, well, see, I would go Evan. more obscure than that. Like people that they would recast that uh, that because Nelson's entertaining. Like Nelson is very entertaining, and he's got built-in stories every season. Uh, Nelson definitely brings a different dynamic to the show than other people. Do. Yeah, I would. I, I would. I think Emmy's a really good pick for the women. Emmy is really the big one. Like, she's the one that I'm just like, I don't want to hear fucking alien again. She might be a really fun person to have in the house because she's just wacky and zany and entertaining. On TV, she did not come across that way. It was like cringe. I think, uh, I think, I think good... that's in Montana. So my uh, Twitter mentions don't uh, <laughs> they clean. Oh, okay. Here's a hot take. All right, this this will probably get us blacklisted from the podcast of the year award from Challenge Mania. If Derek doesn't tone it the fuck down a little bit, I don't want him on my TV either. I think that's a good pick. Because All-Stars 2, All-Stars 1, he was being the narrator, but he was able to do it without being like over the top annoying. All-Stars he was still being himself. Two, yeah, All-Stars 2, he was playing a character of himself and it was really like annoying to the point i was happy he went home and i never thought i would say that about Derek. so if if Derek can't tone it down a little bit to be more like he was in season one versus season two i wouldn't want him back because it was really annoying i think we also don't know how much of that was editing on the part of the show considering he kind of had that downfall that they wanted to set him up a little bit more that way versus making him more of a protagonist character on the first season mm-hmm. um I think you have him on your fantasy cast when we did our fantasy cast thing for uh, what we want next season to look like. Yeah, but that's different because I think he operates differently in a dual type season rather than all stars. Because when he's on a season with CT, Bananas, Jordan, stuff like that, he's not going to be able to play that type of character because they're just going to show other people. I think if that's the cast that like, half the cast just sits around doesn't do anything like they did on 3030 what about casey for the women i met i value people who are really good competitors and i well my thing is with casey if she's going to be one of only two or three people woman that is a legitimate like a plus that's what i thought too i don't prefer her not to be on at that point i'd rather just let's get a bunch of b-level competitors and have one of them win 
versus if we got like a really like if this was war of the world's two female cast and we got cam we got tori we got Kara, we got jenny ninja laura like all these big really competent cast members i'd prefer her in that because i would just want to see how she competes compared to those other people when you look at the cast for spice eyes and allies there's i think two women that are approaching her level of skill when it comes to the physical aspect of the game and that's pretty much it who, who would you have tori and um who am i, who am I missing who is the other one ashley Kayla. Oh, oh actually Michaela. Michaela. Oh, and she yeah. went home the first episode yeah i think berna too had a lot of athleticism i wouldn't actually mind seeing her back too i like berna. yeah berna would actually be a good recast i'd be on with that and then I think if she's in a different situation, she she could actually be a really good competitor. Okay. Last one from Paul. Uh, what the hell do the three of do all three of you do for a living? Broad terms, no company names required. And what states do you reside in? Obviously, this is a personal question, so it can be ignored slash feel free. That's easy. Not to share, it. but just genuinely, genuinely curious. Yeah, so the one thing I feel like we don't talk about enough is we don't know each other in real life. Like, we we met oh, after Devin posted asking for to do a podcast in this vein over Reddit, and we all just responded, and Trace, uh, Devin's first five choices all dropped out, so six and seven <laughs> go on the show with him. Yeah, well, Devin and I actually met in real life. You know, we never really talked about that on the show or on Discord. Like, we never really talked about it, but he and I met up while I was in San Diego recently and went out for a night, so that was fun um good tacos we had talk really good tacos and then we were at the hotel bar um devin's a teetotaler and i'm definitely not so that was that was fun my uh roommate didn't know what a teetotaler is really do you know what that is rob kind of (laughs) see maybe this is a generational thing i think so um just means he doesn't drink it's fine um all right, I'll go first because I have no shame in this stuff. Uh, I live in Alabama, uh, Birmingham, but I have lived all over the East Coast. So I am not your typical Southern guy, I guess, because I've lived in New England. I've lived in Virginia, the Washington, D.C. area. That's why all my sports teams that except for the, the Washington professional football team, who I'm currently dis- in the process of a divorce with them. <laughs> um uh yeah and then for a living um i'm actually a senior manager for an it consulting company specifically to do with microsoft stuff so um i do i have like eight or i think i have like nine people that are under me and so i supervise do pre-sales do a lot of like hardcore requirements type work um i've been doing this now for about 12 years so yeah it's good work good living especially now the pandemic was like printing money so good times (laughs) Yeah, uh, so I'm uh, DC area, I'm Northern Virginia area. So if anybody knows like Arlington type vein of where Virginia is, that's where I'm living. Uh, I'm just out of school too. So I'm definitely on the younger side compared to my fellow co-hosts. I work for a federal intelligence contractor and uh, like a tech department. So I'm not an engineer, but I work with engineers often and I'm actually getting a master's in IT right now. So I'm still very much in like younger part of the career. Yeah. I guess I should mention I'm almost 40 and Rob's closer to 20. So <laughs> it's a big gap there. And then I live in uh, San Diego and then I work for a uh, an ad tech company and I'm the one who's kind of in charge of our product and do the software engineering too. So kind of a little of everything. Um, next question. What are your thoughts on the content of the creators within the challenge, quote unquote, community, Mania, the official podcast, Death Taxes and Bananas, Mike Lewis, most likely two, Peter Files, the challenge wrap up, challenged or any others. A while back, you had, you guys had Logan on as a guest to do a top six. Any plans or desire to do a similar collaboration in the future? Yeah, well, so uh, Logan is, um, oh, I can speak quickly on him. So he's putting a pause on his podcasting about the challenge for right now. Um, how long that goes, you know, obviously, I don't want to speak for him about anything. So that's that's just something people should be aware of with him. Um, I've always, I really enjoyed having him on and having Pat on. It's uh, fun to be able to communicate with other people about the show. In terms of other shows I watch, like I have, I consume a lot of content around like sports and like other things. Um, for the challenge, so I try not to, 
like steal anybody else's takes or opinions. So I try to be a little bit more careful with that outside of like reporting and stuff. So if Challenge, but if Challenge Mania has a guest I'm interested in him where they talk about, I'll listen to them. Um, I really enjoy listening to both Logan's podcast and Off the Hook, which is um, Ben, he's one of our patrons. He runs that podcast and they talk about the challenge as well as a couple other sports slash reality TV type stuff. So I really enjoyed them. Then yeah, like if Mike Lewis challenged me, if any of those guys have somebody I'm really interested in listening to, I'll, I'll listen to them and they do a good job. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously we love having Logan and Pat around. Um, it's great to to have those people to come in and just give a fresh perspective so that we're not just in group think. Not that the three of us really ever get in group think because we all have very drastically different opinions a lot of times. Uh, I listen to Death Taxes and Bananas. That's like an appointment for me. And with Challenge Mania, it's similar. Like if they have a guest I'm really interested in, I check it out. I respect what they do. Um, there are things they could do better, but there are things we could do better. You know, like every podcast has its good and it's bad. I mean, there are people that hate us. I mean, and that's fine. That's so. their opinion. I, I saw a Reddit post talking about how Rob thinks too highly of himself. And that's true, but... <laughs> <laughs> But, and they say that I'm too sarcastic, which is also true. Um, but yeah, like every podcast has its good and it's bad. Um, and Challenge Mania is the most visible because they get the most cast member interviews. And so people expect a certain thing from them. And, you know, I wish sometimes they pushed a little bit harder, but I also understand the position they're in. Derek's a cast member of the show. Like he's not going to cross certain lines in an interview. So I try to make sure that I listen to Challenge Mania if it's a certain guest. So that that's that's that. Everybody else out there, like Mike Lewis, I've checked out his stuff. He sometimes gets interviews that I am blown away by that he got them for an interview. So I have watched him on YouTube a few times. Uh, and I really do, to kind of echo Rob, what uh, Ben from Off the Hook, they they have a great podcast. And I really enjoy the interviews that they do. Like they really do their homework um, on stuff when they interview people. And so I really enjoy when he puts something on Discord saying they've got an interview coming up. So um, there's others, but those are the main ones. I don't really have any hate towards anybody. I will say I they've been around for a really long time. They were one of the original challenge podcast the the challenge r uh mm-hmm. they've at this point they've been around for close to 10 years i can remember listening to them close to right after the time i graduated from college and i think they uh, i don't know if they still do a good job they did a really good job at the time but i enjoyed that there are some episodes of death taxes and bananas that i'll listen to i think a lot of them are they definitely keep a lighter tone to it he's able to have a different relationship with the people that he interviews than a lot of other people are because he knows them personally and he's done seasons with quite a few of them. The Mike Lewis one, like Trace mentioned, there are a lot of interviews there that it's, how did you get this person to talk? I don't think I've listened to all or any significant amount of any of them, or I I pretty much haven't even heard any amount of any of them but at some point i kind of do want to go through them just because of the guests that he's able to speak with yeah he's also somebody he'll he'll push them on some questions sometimes mm-hmm. i can't believe you asked them that and like yeah. you, you do need somebody who's willing to do that sometimes with some of the stuff that's happened behind the scenes on the show okay this next one uh let's just do it this one's a little bit longer uh All right. Hey guys, big fan. I have a couple of ideas for a potential mailbag episode or maybe a whole episode. You could choose one or all one or answer all three. So let's just try and go through these. Uh, let's do these one at a time too. So what would rivals one teams be if they were girl boy instead of same sex pairs? Assume what we know about them going in after cutthroat or the teams. Imagine all the major players are there like Kenny, Ev, Paul, CT, and such are still there. So the number one one is Johnny and Evelyn, right? Yeah, easily. That, that's that's the number one. Yeah. Team. So are we assuming it's the same cast? Because that makes it kind no. of no. Just anyone from that, from era, that era, right? So yeah. any, anyone anyone prior to that, you can pick I to mean, be what, on. If you could get Johanna to go, I know it's not X. Wes and Johanna. Yeah, and Johanna that's a good one. Yeah. I Kenny would say Kellyanne would also be pretty good. Kenny Kellyanne's good. I would also say Brad and Camilla. 
Yeah, that's that's not that's not a bad take at pairing Brad with Camilla. Um, would who would CT have that you could put him with at that time? I don't know, because like I mean, you Leah. probably it would have probably been <laughs> Dean. Say Leah, but I don't think you could do you could do you could do Coral too. That would CT be a good one. Pretty fun. CT that, that, that would be CT Coral would have been good. That would be one of the all-time best pairs, CT mm. and Coral. Well, that, that's why I want them to do the four-person teams, and we have CT, Coral, Johnny, and Beth be a team. Yeah. Oh, man, I just had a really good one, and it just flew out of my brain. Oh, Abe uh, and well, Laurel. You, could, you should also definitely do Beth with somebody. It's like Beth with Derek, Beth with Brad, Beth with whoever. Yeah. Uh, the one that I just said, um, Abe and Laurel coming out of Cutthroat would have been a good team. Yeah. Oh, that, that is actually a really good pick. Yeah. You could do Robin and anyone, essentially. <laughs> um, you probably could have done um, Sarah and really it's it's either Abe and Laurel or Abe and Sarah. Like those two would have been good pairs because they yeah, did not um, get along with him at all on Cutthroat. You could even do Evan and Paula at that point, which I don't like. They would yeah, be you could have done Evan and Paula. The duel too when they had their huge falling out. And they hadn't been on a season together except for um, – after that were they because paula yeah. wasn't on the ruins right you no, do... on the ruins or, yeah so uh, evan and paula had not been on a season together since duel two so you could have done that easily yeah you could do laurel and easy <laughs> that hadn't happened yet no, I, in cutthroat. I, I, oh wait they had the fight on cutthroat where she was insulting him in the hot yeah, tub you, put, you can do sarah with abram and then you do laurel. there you go and then laurel and big easy god that would have been a dynamite team because she would have been just angry yeah, she would have not been happy with that. That would be hard to beat them in elimination. Yeah, right? that'd be a tough out, man. They'd make the final, but not. That'd be a tough. Watching Laurel try to drag Big Easy through a final in those days would have been hilarious. Yeah, who could you put Mister Beautiful with? I think Kellyanne. I think Kellyanne would have been a good one. I think it's the best pick. That's that's the best one. Yeah, also a very good team. Sarah, you could you could do her. You could even kind of do Sarah from their stuff on the ruins. Like they have such a back and forth there. Mm-hmm um the problem is is not too many people really hated kenny or had a real rivalry with him other than wes so like wes and kenny really was the part of all the pairings they've done on any rivals wes and kenny and ct and adam are by far the best two teams you could possibly ever come up with um well you could all you could also do one of one of johnny or kenny with rachel that's also true kenny and anisa (laughs) Yeah. Was Rachel Robinson? Yeah, because yeah. of the island. I mean, Rachel now says the reason she she doesn't want to do a season if John her one requirement for not doing a season is that make sure make sure Johnny is not on the season. Well, you said Johnny or Kenny? Is that what you said? Yeah, for Rachel. I don't know if you could do Kenny. I think Johnny makes sense for sure mm-hmm. because she didn't really have like any animosity with Kenny on screen. Mostly Johnny, that I remember. And that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good list. I, I'd say that's satisfying. I feel like with Kenny, like you could even do like Katie from like when they got into it on the ruins. Like there, there's plenty of people. Yeah, it's true. That's a really good one. All right, good question. Next one. I like it. Well, he he has two more that are in the same thing. So so, how would an exit season have fared of fresh meat one? Same rules as above, assuming no fresh meat are around yet. Well, at the time, everybody had had sex with everybody, so everybody was an ex in some way, or at least Eskimo cousins. Um, I mean, Mark Long and Robin, I feel like are a good Yeah, pick. Mark Long and Robin. Are we saying that the fresh meat are on the season? Well, it's in the fresh meat era. Like, if you were to do, like, instead I mean, of fresh meat... Like, no, they're, they're not on the season. They're not on the season. So you, but I'm saying, like, you can't do... Can you do Wes and Johanna, or no? Yeah, well, they were still together at the time. Uh, well... Yeah. So I, I that would be a good one. Danny, Danny and Melinda well, at that point. I, mean, Danny, I don't know. Danny and Melinda as a pair. I mean, they're paired again on season. That just be it would just be funny to watch them for the episode or two that are around. Yeah, uh, you could. Had a really good one. Oh, the the Miz and Kendall. Miz and Kendall would have been I really good. Just right after the duel, because then we could get like Nehemiah and Beth as a pair. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, like a lot. You get CT and DM again. Yeah, you, then you I have mean, CT and DM too. I mean, they're already paired twice. In Texas you'd season. have Randy and Kina. Well, that's a good pick. I like that. Um, Darrell and Leah. Darrell and Leah. Yeah. You could have Alton and Arulian. Alton and Arulian. You do Alton and Jody. Alton and Jody good. would be unfair. Jody secretly, like, I mean, Jody you could do with Alton, Mark Long, or Evan. 
Mm-hmm. So she's got options. Well, you can't do Evan because well, if you do it. it at the duel, you could. Oh. You just can't if it's fresh meat. Um, yeah. You could do Darrell and Leo, even though that's a boring couple. It'd yeah, be just, um, interesting to watch him try to drag a terrible competitor around. You could do uh, well. Evan and Coral happened on fresh meat. Um, uh, well, you could do oh, you you could do Abram and Coral. Abram and Coral would work. Yeah. You could do the Miz and Trishel or Kendall. Yeah, Miz and Trishel would be the better team to watch. Yeah, just for the dysfunction. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I, that's pretty good. That, 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 I actually do think about that sometimes. Of like rivals or exes seasons, just if they had started doing those earlier. Last one. Why do you take that long to stumble onto that format? Because that's based on what the show does. That's such like a slam dunk for what they want to do. To be that. honest with you, I think it took them doing Fresh Meat two to realize that pair seasons can work. Because prior to Fresh Meat 2, the only other pair season they'd done was Fresh Meat 1. Well, and kind of Battle of the Seasons. Yeah. Yeah, but it was like, it was by show and not by like a topic. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But, um, well, but Fresh Meat's already really by a topic because they just draft. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's different. I wonder how they came up with, like, when did they actually do Rivals? Like, how did that genesis of that happen? Because it is a departure from what they'd have been doing in the past. That would actually be a fascinating interview if you could get someone from production to ask, how did you stumble upon the Rivals X's formats like that back-to-back? Because those two formats legitimately saved the show. If Rivals 1 wasn't successful, there is no more challenge. All right. Last one uh, from Scott. This one is Gauntlet 4 instead of Rivals 2. What if the same rules as Gauntlet 2-3 were around and players such as Jordan, Marlon, Zach, Naya were eligible for rookies? It's a pretty good rookies team because that would be – so you'd have Jordan, Marlon, Frank, Zach. Uh, Trey would be on that team. Uh, you'd probably have to recast – you'd have to move a couple of things around. I think you'd also be on the team. Cook is on that team. Cook is yeah. on that team. Um, um and then the woman is after Cook is where it falls off a little bit because you're stuck yeah. with like the Anastasia. Naomi. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, mean, I, I think, think it's an interesting. Still, I think the vets still win just because with those team fronts, you do need a one about. I guess if I do have somebody in charge of a team like that, though, Frank would be a pretty good person. I think he'd have a pretty good, do a pretty good That's job. That's true. Frank would have been on the rookies team, wouldn't he? Yeah. And he would, I think he would have done, for any rookie, would do as good a job as anybody of like, let's, get our team to the point where we're actually going to be competitive in this final yeah he would he would force that to happen but that vets team i mean think about the vets team with that cast oh you would have knight and preston on the rookies um yeah i didn't think about that uh but for the veterans team you've got johnny wes ct everyone emily car maria dm well laurel wasn't on that season no, he's saying anyone like oh anyone oh to... then you would get yeah. Laurel yes. <laughs> well, if it's anyone prior to yeah, then that's then you'd we're probably have Ty and Brandon. <laughs> you'd probably have a couple other people. I mean, it'd be a good season. Like it, that era of casting was so much fun because from really from Fresh Meat to through what was the season before Bloodlines? Um, Exes two. Exes two. Most of the rookies from that era were really good, with the exception of a couple. So I think well, the issue with that is, and I feel like we're just playing a fantasy cast. We're playing a fantasy cast with the veterans. Like you can stack them up to empire yeah. status, and then it's it's not competitive. But I do think that would be a very good rookies team if they. It's just the the female side. I'm struggling to come up with outside of Cook, who would really be money uh, would be on there. Well, so Nani would have been on. Se- yeah, that would be her second season. So she would be on. The she ride. would have been on there. Um, you probably would have had John A. No, because that would have been her. Third uh, John season. A. Had been on Rivals and um, and X's and Seasons at that point. There, there's some, there's some women that you could, for a fantasy cast, put on there, but realistically, you're not going to be able to get them to come on, right? Yeah. Uh, like Svetlana, right? She's okay. Probably yeah, sure. not going to be. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. Or Brittany. Or Montana, she you know done the one. Who was unfortunately? Who was Theo's partner in Fresh Meat One? 
Yeah, right. Like you yeah, could put her on until they got injured. Until what? Until they got injured. I don't think they got injured. Yeah, Theo hurt his back in first yeah. week one. That was why he never. Well, did she didn't though, right? I meant they is in their team. Though. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was scared um, too. Like, I mean, it, yeah, that, that's that's a good point too, though. That if you're, you could just take a couple of the one time. Yeah. And, and even though she wouldn't have been an awesome cast member, I mean, that's the type of thing you bring Carly back for. You know, wins Fresh Meat too, and you never see her again. You could have brought in a Pete from Fresh Meat too. I mean, there's a couple people they could have. Kendall's a really good example of, of that. Yeah, Kendall would have been a great example. She only done one season. Yeah. All right. This one's from Bean33. Questions for Pod. One, would you rather go on Survivor or the challenge? Two, which challenge person would you most like to see on Survivor? Who, who do you think would do the best? So there's a few questions here. Uh, would you rather go on Survivor or the challenge? Um, Truthfully, I'd rather go on the challenge, not because are, I prefer... Are we, is financial compensation a part of this? Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. You're I going on the show. get much more guaranteed money on the challenge, probably, right? Uh, I don't know. To be I honest. just your appearance fee and your weekly fees, and those are... Yeah, it's, it's a hard one. I'd probably say Survivors, because I feel like I'd have a better shot of winning that in the challenge. And see, I feel like I have a lesser chance of winning Survivor. Than the challenge. Survivor, right? Survivor's just... Got- where you play, Survivor. Trace, where are you going up against in the challenge? If I'm going up against these other Jamokes from Spies, Lies, and Allies, I mean. Survivor's just gotten to the point where it's such a crapshoot. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm still entertained by it, and I still like it. I, and I like it more than the challenge. But it's just. Your so best bet to win Survivor now is to stay as under the radar as possible, but still have a couple key moments. Like, if you're a Ricard, you're never going to make it to the final three. Like, they're just not going to allow you to get that far. The best players that have the best political game nowadays, they smoke those people out. It's just so tough to win. Like, Vlachia uh, is probably going to be our last really satisfying winner for a while. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know which one I would rather be on, to be honest. I mean, I probably... if I got back in shape again, like where I was four years ago... I feel like I could compete with all of the current rookies. I would have a, my problem when I came up against the Nelsons and the Zacks and the Seats. I just don't know, man. Like, again, I'm in, like, I, I work out every day, but like, I don't think I'm not, I'm not going to be close to, these are like actual athletes that they're bringing on the show for a lot of these people. Like, I think I could <laughs> with Josh, hopefully, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'd have a better shot at the challenge than I would Survivor. Survivor, I would probably be gone week three. I, I, think, I think the challenge would be more fun to go on. Like, I mean, you're not on a deserted island. You get food. And, like, if people do seem to actually enjoy being on the show, like, largely when they talk about it, for most of these Survivor? Things. On the challenge. Oh, really? I feel like we hear a lot of people talk about how they don't like it. I feel like it's rare. It on the season. Like, Every- people did seem to like being on Spy, Size, and Allies as much as the product may have not reflected that um, a season like War of the Worlds after War of the Worlds 2 everyone seemed to hate being a World of Worlds 2 it's just such a negative environment I was going to say I feel like that's one of the biggest differences between the show people that go on Survivor love being on Survivor for a lot of them it's their lifelong dream to go on the show right mm-hmm. and for the challenge I feel like it's, it's not a lot of lifelong dreams on the challenge anymore. Well, yeah, I think that's the difference, though, is the challenge when people go on it. It's not like, oh, I've been trying to go on the challenge for 25 years. Oh, my <laughs> gig for me to go on this MTV show. I mean, for money. I'm even I'm even saying outside of that. Right. Even when they come after the show, it's it's uncommon that you'll hear, hear someone be say, I had a terrible experience. I'm never going to do that again. Fuck those people, which you definitely hear from the challenge. Yeah, that, that's a that's fair. Mm-hmm. I think Every, probably Survivor. I just think I'd have a better shot of winning Survivor or even just come doing uh, well. Yeah, I would probably say Survivor too. I don't know, though, to be honest. Like, I think, like, who's in the final for Spice Lights and Allies? Like, I think I could probably do better than a lot of those people that were in the final. You could beat the other Devin, that's for sure. Right? So who am I losing to in this final? Let's look CT at or Kyle, probably. Like, I think I could be better than Kyle. CT, probably not. Like, he, because in a lot of this... What do you think Kyle's training regimen is? Uh, probably less than you would think, Rob. To be honest, it's he's obvious that he's shape, not though. doing. It's obvious he's not doing very many puzzles. Uh, no, 
Now, I guess that's the other thing is I, f- with, I feel like with the challenge, we have such a different skill set than so much of the people on the show. Like, I'm not the same level of natural athlete, but like, I, like, I, I don't want to like come off like I'm, like I'm better than these people for apparently, which has been an issue. But like, I, I know how puzzles function and like, I know how basic tactics work from uh, yeah. set to set, which I don't know if is always exemplified on the show. Yeah. So I think the one thing with the challenge that would be screwy and would frustrate me is a lot of times people luck into wins, not the final per se, but like eliminations, like just catching the wrong elimination or catching this or that, like hall brawl. I'm probably not going to win a hall brawl. Like, let's just be real. I have a wife. I have a kid. I don't want a major head injury. So I would not be giving that my. Is not allowed to do that at this point, right? Say what? It feels like it's almost crazy. They're allowed to do that at this point. Yeah. It kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's crazy. Every time like, they do it, I can't I believe it. Like, they've gotten kind of lucky with some of these matchups. What if you have like Laurel versus Big T in like Hall Laurel Ball? versus Jasmine? You know, yeah. like just not, I mean, Jasmine's just going to f- fall over. Like, let's just, Laurel's also not going to go full speed on Jasmine either. But, but then there are I certain think- ones like the rope thing. It's like, okay, that would be good. Or the, the, the one that Kyle and Josh did. Okay, that's good. That's just testing your endurance. Like, I could do stuff like that. It's when we get into headbangers that I would be a little more tentative because I got a lot to lose. So I wouldn't want to risk my health for winning hall Rob, brawl. Like, what do you think the average body fat percentages of, of a guy on the challenge? 15%? No. Come on. It's way lower than that. You think so? I mean, there's a lot of people. I mean, I'm at nine. Yeah, but I'll, you have, I'll split like, the difference with you and say 12. Rob, if, if I go on the challenge, I'm doing the Kaiser Soze strategy. I'm like making oh, of course. Yeah, that's what you have to do. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna make it look like I'm completely incompetent. I'm a complete You're gonna moron. work out at two I'm, in the morning when everyone's passed oh, out. Oh yeah, drunk. I'm yeah, I'm running laps that's around my the house, thing. like when it's pitch black. Yeah. You know? Yeah, oh, I would make sure I'm working out when no one's paying attention. And then, I'm going to try and get into the final and then just smoke show everyone, right? Because it's looking at the people... Is what you would do for any reality show I was on. That's why we'll try to pull on Survivor, yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, we have... We're running short on time here. Uh, let me One more see. question. Here, we have... We're, we're actually pretty close. We, here, we can do the ones on Discord and then wrap this up. Uh, Rapid fire. It's been, dis- it's been discussed, but what are you guys' thoughts on being... Uh, on vets being cap on how many consecutive seasons they can do before having to take a break i feel like this would keep the show fresh if it was if it was a two to three season cap uh i agree i like it i think obviously there would need to be exceptions for this uh, <laughs> yeah. but i mean generally i think it's a good idea but i think a rule of thumb of like people should take every fourth season off at least isn't the worst idea yeah i, I mean if it's a great cast member I'm fine with them continually coming back. My problem is, is that there are lots of vets that aren't very good at the game that keep getting recast. That frustrates me. And it doesn't mean that they're not good people or that they're not entertaining, but like, I just don't need to see them that many seasons in a row do the exact same thing they did last season. I I even think some of the people who I do enjoy on the show, I I think even just putting them on a bench, the bench for a season and bringing, but I, I just worry that once you put someone on the bench, you could have a situation like what's happened with Hunter or other similar cast members where they get put on the bench for a season and then they're just not brought back because they don't fit the storyline of the show anymore. Yeah, and that's a big risk. Yeah. So it's it's, you should, it's weird. You should do a funniest moments pod. You did funniest people. I don't think there was a funniest moments or nope, haven't done that yet. Go really extra and do a funny fit one fifteen for the challenge. Yeah, we'll do this at some point where we just do a dedicated pot of this. I think that's a really good idea. Uh, that was from Game 3 3. The next one is from No Quitters Pod Stat. And I guess I forgot to say that very first one about bets being capped. That was from JY1990. Next one from No Quitters Pod Stat. How would the Miz have done on the duel? I feel like the Miz's skill set actually better suited for the more modern era of the show. I don't think he's better than Wes Evans. Uh, well, I think he and Wes at that time would have been comparable. But it's the Miz hard. was an athlete. It's easy yeah. to forget. Like he wasn't just big; he could move around, and he yeah. was actually very functional. I, 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 if we're talking about like 
I think the Miz is a very good character, but I never thought as a competitor he was a standout. I just don't really? think we ever got to yeah. see him in a situation where we really know the answer to that question. Because it's not like winning life shields and missions all the time. Yeah, he does. In the, in, Inferno, in, two, Inferno 2, he, he definitely does. Yeah, it's like him and Landon, right? They kept trying to throw the Miz into elimination and he kept winning life shields, so... I, I think he maybe maybe he's somewhat comparable to Brad and I mean Ed, his best performance Brad. was Inferno too. He was in the best shape challenge wise. He's probably been in better shape in wrestling, obviously. But when he did Inferno two, he had just signed with WWE, and this was like his last two raw on the challenge before he went on WWE television. So he was in great shape that season, and he performed well. I think that if he had done another season like the Duel it's unpredictable because we never saw Miz CT go one-on-one. But if you ask me Miz versus CT one-on-one, I probably would still go CT just because CT is more aggressive. I don't think he, I don't think he, I don't think he wins a season for certain. And I don't think he, I don't think he changes the competitive dynamic that much, to be honest. Next question. uh, Also from no quitters pod stat. The question I toss and turn uh, at night over, could the bloodlines beat the gauntlet three rookies? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. That bloodlines team, if it was only the bloodlines, ain't beating anybody. That, I, I went back and the... I went back and looked at it yesterday. That bloodlines cast is rookies is next level bad. When Vinny well, is one of your top three competitors on your team, you have a real problem. The, the only so they would have a couple things in their favor. I think they lose, but the couple things. Mitch is maybe one of the two or three best puzzle people ever on the show. I only had one season, but he's like instantaneous every time he looks at a puzzle which is a huge part of team season so that would be a huge advantage for them um i think their biggest issue is just the female competitors like jill was decent and nicole showed later in her career that she would act she's actually like not a disaster and will we'll actually put forth a full effort but uh, some of those other people i just don't know how i, I just don't Anissa's know cousin who like, barely you know, knew each I, other I, before coming on the season no yeah she's i just not. don't see how that's going to work with a lot of those female competitors and the guys like you have jamie mitch and Vinny are like good, and then you have like Rafi, who I'm not huge on. Anthony, like, I, I just I don't think that they're Thomas's brother. Yeah, like it just even, it just Mike, falls Mike off. Abram's brother would be helpful. Mike would have been I, helpful. I don't think that would. I think I would lean the uh, rookies as slightly. I, I think Frank Nehemiah and Jillian are enough to push them forward. Okay, let's ask one more question, and then we got to go. If and, you add well, Tyree to the bloodline, hold on. <laughs> uh, I think they still go down. This is this actually is the last one we have, so let's do this one. All right. For the mailbag episode, this one's from Eduardo Landa. What type of event would it take for all three of you to finally meet in person? Uh, Trace mentioned we did meet in person. All three of us have not met in person. I think it would probably be a sporting event, or uh, since I told No uh, No Spot Stat we would do it, it would be a live watch along if Danny Jameson was on a Seasons of All-Stars. Yeah. I think that would probably that be, would probably do it. Probably and I'm it. actually in Northern Virginia a lot for work, so it's not out of the question that Rob and I would meet up at some point. Yeah, I feel like Trace is a better chance of meeting the, the either or two. I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I'm on the road a good bit for work, for so. For some, thing, for some random thing. I feel like it's hard for the three of us to wind up in the same position, though, unless if, like, they're hosting an event. Where yeah, and with Devin being on the West Coast, it's even harder. So, I mean, will it happen one day? Probably. Um, but is there active plans for it? Not yet. Because I feel like Trace and I are going to end up in D.C. or in Orlando at the same point. At some oh, point. yeah. That, that, that's, that's the likely scenario. But yeah. with Devin's just, you know. All and speaking of real life, I've got a meeting, so. We got to go. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you again when we cover the next couple episodes of The Ruins. Bye.